For you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. Please be seated. Grace and peace, love and mercy from God our Father, through Jesus Christ, our risen Savior and Lord. Amen. Good Shepherd Sunday comes around every year, about halfway in the middle of the Easter season. A beautiful picture, isn't it? A beautiful picture of Jesus as shepherd. A beautiful picture, like we have in our stained glass window, of the good shepherd, Jesus, gently holding, loving, nurturing, protecting a gentle little lamb. We like this picture. Well, at least unless we grow up on a farm, we like this picture. But we like this picture of sheep and shepherds until we dig a little bit deeper into it and we realize who is who. Jesus is the shepherd, of course. We are the sheep. You don't have to do much study with regard to sheep to realize how fitting a picture this is for the life of a Christian. Sheep are not very bright. Sheep need to be led or they will die. Sheep fall down and can't get up. Sheep are afraid of everything, even their own shadow. Sheep have even been known to drown in a rainstorm because they feel something hitting them on top of their head and they look up and forget to look back down. That's right. We are the sheep. And Jesus is the shepherd. But Jesus just isn't just any old shepherd. God's Word teaches us Jesus is the good shepherd. What does it mean that Jesus is the good shepherd? Well, He's not an average shepherd. He's not a run-of-the-mill shepherd. He's not a bad shepherd. He's a good shepherd. The good shepherd, Jesus, lays down His life for the sheep. That's crazy. That's unheard of. But that's what our shepherd does. Jesus, the good shepherd, in our epistle reading for tonight from 1 Peter 2, 21-25, He Himself bore our sins in His body on the tree. This is what Jesus did. He took the sins that we earn and deserve and He bore them. He paid the penalty for them. We all, like sheep, have gone astray. And God has laid on Him the iniquity of us all. The great exchange. The Good Shepherd not only loves and cares and nurtures and caresses His sheep, the Good Shepherd dies for the sheep. And three days later, the Good Shepherd picks up His life again for the sheep. Everything Jesus, our Good Shepherd, is and does, He does for us. There's a word picture 
in our reading for today with regard to the sheep. And it too is very applicable. For you were straying like sheep. That's what sheep do. They stray. They wander. They drift off. Why? Because they get preoccupied. Oh, look at that little piece of paper rolling across the pasture. I think I'll see where it's going to go. And they stray off. And they wander. Oh, look at that butterfly. Isn't that pretty? I think I'll catch up to it. And they wander off. Oh, what was that noise? That doesn't sound good. I'm getting out of here. So they wander. And they stray off. This is what sheep do. They stray. And they wander. And when sheep wander and stray away from the protection of their shepherd, they become vulnerable. They become vulnerable to all kinds of terrible things that would seek to devour or sell or otherwise consume the sheep. And so what does the shepherd do? The shepherd has to go and seek and find and oftentimes rescue or defend with his life the sheep against the adversaries, especially the evil wolves and wolf-like creatures that are out there. Such is the life of a sheep and a shepherd. Sheep wander. Shepherds feed and guide and protect. My friends, we don't have to think of our lives very long to see how we have wandered away from our good shepherd. We're the sheep, Christians, the baptized. We're the sheep. And we wander. We wander away from the protection of our good shepherd when we forget to go to church where he promises to be, where he promises to feed us with the word and sacrament, the green pastures and the quiet waters. We wander and when we stray, when we start chasing after every gimmick and fad that promises to give us spiritual joy and fulfillment. Even though the voices are not the voices of the good shepherd, but of a false shepherd seeking to devour us. We wander when we think we know more than our shepherd. We know the right way. We know the right path. We know the safe place to lie down, to eat, to drink, to sleep. We cut ourselves off from the protection and the voice of the good shepherd. And we become vulnerable. 
vulnerable to who? To the devil who is seeking whom he may devour like a roaring lion. Who does the devil want to devour? You, your soul, your life. And so God gives us this picture. Wandering sheep and a good shepherd. But you were straying like sheep, but have now returned to the shepherd and overseer of your souls. God's cry throughout the entire Old Testament, through the prophets of the Old Testament, and even the first prophet of the New Testament, John the Baptist, is always the same. Return to me. Return to me. Return to me, God says, to straying and wandering sheep like you and me. Tonight was the last night officially here at Good Shepherd for our midweek and confirmation classes for the year. We'll start up again in August. It's always a bittersweet night for me. Why? Because I'll miss confirmation class next Wednesday? Mm, maybe a little. Why? Because I know the sad reality that 30 years of experience has taught me. Some of the kids that I saw tonight, I will never see again. Never. Never. And it breaks my heart. It breaks my heart. Some of these wandering sheep are just following their wandering parents. And that breaks my heart even more. You know, it's last Sunday, I had the opportunity along with my wife and a few others from the congregation to attend divine service at Zion in Omaha where former Pastor Bernard here at Good Shepherd is one of the pastors. Daughter Amber Lynn was confirmed. Pastor Bernard preached a wonderful sermon as he always did. But there was one thing he said in that sermon that stuck out in my brain. He looked at the confirmads that were before him. And he said, Confirmads, it's this simple. Get out your daily planner for the rest of your life. And on every Sunday, Mark, go to church. It's that simple. Go to church. It's not rocket science. Go to church. Every week has a Sunday. Go to church. For as long as you live, there'll be a Sunday in every week. Go to church. As I heard those words, the first thought that came to my mind was, that is so good, why didn't I think of it? It is so simple. It is so profound. It is so contrary to the culture in which we live in. That would rather do anything and everything rather than devote an hour or so to being in God's house. Even run a marathon rather than go to church. My friends, 
fellow sheep. When we cut ourselves off from the voice and the protection of the Good Shepherd, we become vulnerable. We become easy prey to the devil and the way the devil works through the world and our own sinful flesh. We need to cling to the Word of God, even though the world and our old Adam or old Eve is telling us that everything is more important than the voice of the Good Shepherd. God's Word reminds us, 1 Peter 2.24, He Himself bore our sins in His body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. By His wounds, you have been healed. To conform ourselves to the Good Shepherd is a slow, oftentimes painful, day-by-day -day task where each and every day we die with our sins, our passions, our desires, our idols, our lusts. Every day we die and then rise forth a new creation. And then the next day we have to do it all over again. Every day. This is how God forms us and shapes us into the likeness of Christ. We fight it. We go kicking and screaming to the baptismal waters of repentance every day. And yet this is the call of the Good Shepherd. Rarely do we talk about Jesus as example. Why? Because He's our Savior. He died on the cross. He rose from the dead. That's so much better. But God's Word calls us to look at Jesus not only as our Creator, Redeemer, and Sanctifier, but as our example. For to this you have been called, because Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example. To this you have been called. To this what? This suffering. The whole book of First Peter is written to Christians who are suffering for the faith. If you want to avoid suffering in your life, suffering for Christ, leave the church. The devil already has you. He doesn't have to persecute you as a sheep. Just wander off and keep right on wandering. But if you listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd, if you hear His voice and return to Him, the devil, the world, and your flesh will never stop attacking you. Not until the day you die. As these attacks come, we look to the example of Jesus. Many times we want to wander away from Jesus, our good shepherd, because suffering has come. God says, look to the example of Jesus. There's no better place to be when suffering comes than in the safety of the hands of the good shepherd. 
who says nothing or no one can snatch you out. Jesus as example, so that you might follow in his steps. He committed no sin. God calls us to holiness. God calls us to a life of perfection. God calls us to live our lives according to the Ten Commandments that we stated and read and confessed just a few moments ago in our service. Neither was deceit found in his mouth. God calls us to speak the truth and to speak the truth in love. When he was reviled... When people attacked him unjustly, he did not revile in return. How countercultural is that? When somebody offends us, we can't wait to lash back at them. We can't wait to hit send on that email or Facebook post or Twitter. Why? Because we got to get ours in. Stop it. Humble yourselves before the Lord. Repent. Look to Jesus. When he was attacked unjustly, he said nothing. Why? He wasn't going to justify their attacks. When he suffered, he did not threaten. We're all good at threatening, aren't we? If you don't do this, then I'm not going to do that. If you say that, do that, pay that, pray that one more time, then I'm... Our good shepherd weeps. Why? Jesus continued entrusting Himself to Him who judges justly. My friends, you don't have to justify yourself. Christ has already justified you with His holy, precious blood. When attacks and suffering and unjust criticism comes, bite your lip. Humble yourselves. Pray that God would give you strength. Strength to continue to trust in the arms of the Good Shepherd. Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. I am with you always to the end of the age. My friends, by his wounds, you have been healed. God calls us to return to him. I couldn't help but think of this hymn that we sing occasionally here at Good Shepherd. Come thou font of every blessing. I knew there was a hymn verse somewhere that talked about me, a sheep who is prone to wander. Verse 3. Oh, to grace, how great a debtor. Daily I'm constrained to be. Let that grace... Now, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to Thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart. Take and seal it. Seal it for Thy courts above. 
We don't play any of this nonsensical games that I, I've given my heart to Jesus or anything like that. But what do we do when we repent? We say yes to the law which condemns our sin. We say yes to the gospel that freely forgives us for Jesus' sake. Wandering sheep, listen to the voice of the Good Shepherd. He knows you. He knows you by name. He has shed his blood for you. And he will never, ever forsake you. In Jesus' name, amen. Now may the peace of God, which far surpasses all understanding, keep our hearts, our minds, our lives, and especially this day, our ears, in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.